Our scripture for this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Wow, can you believe it? The disciples actually invented shelter in place. They really did. Can you believe that? The disciples invented shelter in place. No, they weren't hiding away from a virus uh, that would kill them. They were actually hiding away from the chief priest and the leaders of the synagogue. They were hiding from the Romans who had crucified Jesus. They were afraid for their lives because they thought, you know, if they catch us, they're going to definitely put us to death like they did Jesus. We are shelter in place for a different reason, as you know. We are trying to protect ourselves from the spread of a virus that can kill. But in many ways, it's very similar to the experience of those early disciples. You see, they didn't leave the house either. They stayed put. They locked the doors. They made sure that they didn't gather in any public places with other people where they could be seen. They didn't want the Romans or the Jews finding them. Like anyone sheltered in place though, the disciples had to eat. Because you know, as well as I do, that even though we're sheltered in place, we all get hungry and we all have certain needs. They had to keep informed of what was going on with other Christians as well, who were sheltered in place in their own homes after the crucifixion of Jesus. Remember, they didn't have phones. 
They couldn't text each other or Zoom meeting each other. They could not uh, look up on the internet what was going on in the outside world. They had to just stay put and then send somebody out to check on all these things. This is why I believe that Thomas was actually out on the day in which Jesus showed up to his disciples. Thomas was like the stubborn mother-in-law that won't stay put, that is out shopping when those early shopping hours for seniors are established every single day, even though we really have everything we need. Thomas was probably out in the market on that day, and he had gone to check on other Christians that were sheltered in place as well, just to make sure everybody was okay. I wonder if Thomas covered his face like we're all doing right now, not to protect from the virus, but maybe so that people would not recognize him because he was afraid of being recognized as one of the followers of Jesus. We all know that after Jesus got arrested, everybody associated with Jesus was in danger. Peter denied Jesus three times. The disciples scattered when he was put on the cross. So Thomas probably covered his face to make sure that nobody recognized who he was. On that first day of the week, even as the doors were locked, even as they were in place, Jesus appeared inside that house. He appeared to the disciples and said to them, Peace be with you. Now if right now you went to your front door and found somebody standing on the inside of that locked door looking at you and they said, Peace be with you, you might be calling the police right now. You might be asking them, how did you get in here? Where did you come from? Who are you? And that is the reason why Jesus showed them his hands. There was nail marks. He showed them his side so that they could see where he had been pierced. Jesus wanted them to know that it was really him, that they weren't seeing things because of being home too long, that they weren't going crazy, but that he was actually there with them, alive, resurrected from the dead. The scripture tells us that when they finally settled down and realized that it was Jesus, they rejoiced. I mean, that is the kind of response that you have when you have the risen Lord appear in your, in your house. You rejoice. So has he come to visit you during this quarantine time? Or have you shut him out with everything else during this time of stay at home? Have you invited him to give you his peace, even though you are behind locked doors? And are you making space and time for him to show up, to offer you that peace that you so much need right now? Peace be with you, he said to his disciples a second time, because he knew that the first time they were just too in shock to hear it. It probably didn't even register with them. And so he said it again, peace be with you. And then he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. Now today we would go for the sanitizer and wash our hands if that happened. But he was actually conveying to them something very important. You see, breath is a symbol of life. In the story of Genesis, we hear that we were created by God and then He breathed life into us. He gave us life through His breath. In many ways, the disciples were like the walking dead, fearful and not living their lives. 
Jesus breathed into them the Holy Spirit, giving them authority to forgive sins, giving them the opportunity to know that there was life in Him, and reminding them that there would come a time when they would be sent out by His Father just as He was. Jesus was telling them that that time was coming. He was sent out to the people, to those who were marginalized, to those who were downtrodden, to those who were poor, to those who nobody talked to. Those are the people that Jesus went to. He went to them to proclaim good news, the coming kingdom of God. He came to tell them that better times were coming. He was sent out with power from God, power, so that not even death could stop him. And that, my friends, is what Jesus was breathing into his disciples on that day. Even from our homes and in our shelter-in-place situations, Jesus is wanting to come in and breathe new lives into our lives. He wants to give us that same promise that there will come a day when we will leave our homes and that we will go out to share the kingdom of God and its righteousness. Remember, I told you at the beginning that when you shelter in place, somebody has to do the groceries. There is no Grubhub, there is no food delivery, there is none of that during this time. And so Thomas was the one that, was, that pulled the short straw or the long straw, depending on who you ask. He was the one that went out on that day when Jesus appeared to find the groceries, to find the food at the market, to check on the other Christians. When he returned and he heard the stories, we have seen the Lord. Thomas probably thought to himself, they finally lost it. Cabin fever has finally set in. They're seeing things. He knew the doors had remained shut. He knew that he had been the only one in or out. And so he thought, this sounds way too far-fetched to be true. And so he refused to believe it. He refused to take the word for it. In fact, he said, unless I touch the nail marks in his hands and put my hand on his side, I will not believe. Thomas was basically saying, I won't believe it until I can possibly ID Jesus until I can see that it really is him. I mean, remember, there is no fingerprints. There's no face recognition. There's not any of these methods of identifying somebody that we have now. So what could he go by? Well, the fact that nobody else was going to walk around with nail marks in their hands. Nobody else was going to have the gash on their side that Jesus had from being pierced with a lance. His test, though crude, would prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that this indeed was Jesus. For the next week, Thomas didn't move. Even though I'm sure that there was a lot of teasing going around by the other disciples. Thomas, don't you want to go to the market and get us some more fish? Don't you want to go pick up some more bread? You know, we need to go check on the other Christians. Why don't you go out and check on them? And I'm sure that Thomas at each time just smirked and said, No, I'm staying right here. You guys say you saw the risen Lord. I'm staying right here. I'm going to continue to hope he shows up again. 
I'm going to continue to wait to see if he comes to see us. A week passed, and we're told that as they're still sheltering in place, as the doors are still shut, as there's still no one in or out, Jesus appears to the disciples once again with the same words, Peace be with you. Jesus knew they needed to hear those words more than once. This was already the third time that we know at least that he shared these words of peace with them. I wonder when he, Jesus showed up, how many of the disciples stared at Thomas to see what he would do. I mean, remember, he had said that he was going to put his finger in the nail marks and that he was going to stick his hand on Jesus' side. And in fact, we are, we're told in Scripture that Jesus told Thomas, Come on, you wanted to see me, you wanted to check it out, come right here and do it right now. Check the nail marks, check my side. Don't doubt, but believe. Well, when Thomas saw that, he didn't have to reach out and touch him. He didn't have to stick his finger in the nail marks. It would be hard to confuse Jesus for anybody else with all of the things that he was seeing. And he simply exclaimed, My Lord and my God. And Jesus responded to him, Have you only believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. I want to tell you that for too long, we have been a seeing is believing kind of people. We want proof. We want evidence. We want signs and wonders. Yet we are being invited by Jesus to believe even when we have not yet seen. Even before we have seen any evidence, we are being invited to faith. Jesus wants us to have faith and put that faith in Him. I have a worship song that is one of my favorites as of recent times, and it's Waymaker. I really like that song because it reminds us that even when we don't see Him, He's working. Even when we don't know how He's making a way, He's making a way. Even when we don't know exactly where He is, He is here with us. We are greatly blessed when we place our faith in Jesus and declare Him our Lord and our God, like Thomas did that day. He is our Lord because He's supposed to be the boss over everything in our lives, over every aspect and every situation. He is supposed to be Lord in all things. And He is our God because He is the only one that had the power to forgive our sins, give us the promise of eternal life, and continue to keep us in contact with the Father. There are many other signs that we are told that Jesus did before His disciples, which are not recorded in Scripture. We are told that these that we have read about today were recorded so that we may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, that He is the Son of God, and that through believing in Him, we may have eternal life. Jesus wants us to believe in Him, even when we can't see what He is doing. 
He wants us to trust that He is still in control even when things are upside down in our world. Today, this very day, Jesus is working behind the scenes. He is working in every home that is declaring Him Lord. He is working through doctors and nurses who are caring for the sick. He is working through researchers and scientists who are coming, trying to come up with a cure and a vaccine. He is working through ordinary people that are stocking shelves so that we have what we need for our everyday lives. Even when you can't see it, He is working for you and for me. Even as we shelter in place to protect each other from the spread of this virus, God is working to deliver us from this situation. In the meantime, I want to invite you to welcome Him into your home every day. Invite Him to give you His peace, to reassure you of His presence and His power. Invite Him to share with you the promise of eternal life. Let Jesus appear before you during this shelter in place and to remind you that no locked door can stop Him. If a rock and death couldn't hold him, no pandemic can either. God bless you and let Jesus bring his peace into your home.